0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Looking at Joshua chapter 5 and we'll be taking a look at verses 13 through 15 today. We've already seen in Joshua 5 the circumcision of the people of Israel by Joshua to set them apart for the task at hand, namely the war, the conquest of not only Jericho but the entirety of the land of Canaan. We saw last time that Joshua uh, had the people celebrate the Passover while they were camping at Gilgal before they went in to conquer Jericho. This is uh, wonderful because in this past section we saw that the manna from heaven was cut off because the people uh, began to take grain from the land of Canaan. So the Lord had brought them through the wilderness. Now they were in the land and there was no going back at this point. The manna was done. so they it was conquering Canaan or bust at this point. Now when we get to verse 13, We're going to see a very interesting section that has had all kinds of attention uh, throughout the history of of the church and biblical studies. And we'll take a look at this and see how it relates to the conquest of Jericho. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man was standing opposite him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant?' And the captain of the Lord, Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Well, what's going on in this short passage here? Who is this individual? Why does Joshua seem to revere this individual? Uh, what is what is the relationship of this person with the Lord? We're going to take a look at some of these Issues here. So in verse 13, Joshua is by Jericho around the camp at Gilgal. He lifts up his eyes and looks and beholds a man standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. Now I think this is significant, the phrase with a sword drawn in his hand. Uh, And the wording here that's used, the the drawing of the sword, or the fact that the sword is out, uh, makes us look back at a passage of Scripture that would have occurred during the time of the wilderness wanderings, and that is uh, namely Numbers chapter 22. So I want to turn back to Numbers 22 for a moment and read... Uh, about this passage, where there is an individual with a uh, sword drawn. Now, this is after uh, the people of Israel have already conquered Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites in the eastern, uh, on the eastern side of the uh, Jordan River, and then we have an individual named uh, Balaam who is being called for by a man by the name of Balak uh, in in the area of Moab, the plains of Moab and Midian. And Balak is asking Balaam to come. Balaam's a a sort of a prophet figure to come and curse the people of Israel for him. But uh, God opposes Balaam and doesn't allow this to take place. Now, I'm going to read this account quickly. Um, This is one that is maybe not as commonly known. Uh, It's not as much depicted in children's stories, maybe not as popular uh, with Sunday school teachers. Um, So I want to read this account uh, in its entirety. It's going to take a little bit here, starting in verse 22 of Numbers chapter 22. But God was angry because he was going, because Balaam was going out to meet with Balak. Uh, And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, now listen to how it describes the angel of the Lord, standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. The donkey turned off from the way and went into the field. Now this is the same wording that we have in the book of Joshua here with his sword drawn in his hand. But Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back into the way. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path of the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed herself to the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he struck her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam was angry and struck the donkey with his stick. So this happens three times. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Imagine a donkey, a beast of burden, talking to a human being. Then Balaam said to the donkey, because you have made a mockery of me. Now, I don't know what's more miraculous here, that the donkey is speaking to Balaam or that Balaam actually speaks back to the donkey. He says, because you have made a mockery of me, if there had been a sword in my hand, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I ever been accustomed to do so to you? And Balaam said, no. (laughs) Then in verse 31, the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. Again, that's the phrase we have in Joshua. And he bowed all the way to the ground. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out as an adversary because your way was contrary to me. What was Balaam going to do? He was going to curse the people of Israel. The angel of the Lord was in his way as an adversary acting on behalf of the nation of Israel. He continues and says, "Behold, I have come out as an adversary because your way was contrary to me. But the donkey saw me and turned aside for me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, I would surely have killed you just now and let her live." And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, "I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the way against me. Now then, if it is displeasing to you, I will turn back." But the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, "Go with the men." but you shall only speak the word which I shall tell you. So Balaam went along with the leaders of Balak. Now the rest of the story we're not going to look at here, but what's important for us to understand is I think this passage in Joshua chapter 5 is being connected with the angel of the Lord standing to oppose Balaam. Through this wording, his sword is drawn in his hand. This is an interesting image of the angel of the Lord acting on behalf of the people of Israel. It's even more interesting when we hear Joshua's conversation with the angel of the Lord. Joshua says to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And the man replies whom I will argue uh, even further that this man is really the angel of the Lord here. In verse 14, he says, No, I'm not, in other words, I'm, I'm neither for you uh, and I'm neither for your adversaries. No, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. Now, I think in one sense, the, the the man here the angel is for the nation of Israel and going out to fight for and support Israel but i think his point to joshua is i'm not a tool for you to use i'm not a mercenary for you to hire i'm not someone that's going to join your ranks i'm the captain of the host of the lord And when Joshua hears this, uh, he responds by falling on his face to the earth, and he bowed down and he said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? And in verse 15, the captain of the Lord's host says to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. Now, I think this wording, this sentence should make us think back to the encounter that Moses had with God in the burning bush. So Exodus chapter three and verses one through five or so. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So it is the angel of the Lord that appears to Moses in the burning bush. Verse 3, so Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why this bush is not burned up. Then the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. So the angel of the Lord actually commands Moses to remove his sandals because the place that he is standing near the burning bush, where the angel appears, is holy ground. The same is true here in Joshua uh, chapter 5, the uh, captain of the Lord's hosts, uh, who is really the angel of the Lord, says to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And Joshua says, does so. So I think this man who appears to Joshua should be identified positively as the angel of the Lord because, and here are the reasons, Uh, Because of the allusions to Numbers chapter 22 and Exodus 3, where the angel of the Lord appears in Numbers 22 with his sword drawn to oppose Balaam, and in Exodus 3, the angel of the Lord appears in the burning bush and tells Moses to remove his sandals, both of these things lead us to believe that is this same individual is the angel of the Lord here. The angel of the Lord here receives Joshua's worship. Joshua bows down at this time and says to him, what has my Lord to say to his servant? There is an identification of this individual as the commander of the armies of the Lord. This Phrase, the armies of the Lord or the hosts of the Lord, refers to the angelic armies of God. And also the fact that being in the presence of this individual sanctifies the space around him so that he can say, take off your sandals, the place where you're standing is holy. It's not just holy, you know, a special part of ground that's holy. It's holy because of the presence of the angel of the Lord there. Now, this angel of the Lord figure occurs over and over again throughout the Old Testament as a visible manifestation of God of God's presence, of who God is. This is not simply an angelic being. This is actually the Lord himself appearing in a form that human beings can see and understand. And some people have even gone so far as to say that this is Uh, the second person of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus himself, before he took on human flesh, appearing to uh, different people at different times in the Old Testament. So Joshua sees the angel of the Lord, and we will hear what he has to say next time. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu/slash partner.